Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Unqualified Book Reviews, a podcast in which I talk about the books I've recently read. Today's episode is about an absolute classic of literature, Virginia Woolf's Mrs. Dalloway. So, Mrs. Dalloway, one of the great classics of literature. As I mentioned in a previous episode about the four by about Camus, I don't like talking negatively about books and I'll have to do it again today. Again, a classic similar to Camus the Four, and again, I didn't like it, although I think for quite different reasons in this case. Um, so yeah, let's hope I can make this uh, negative assessment of the book somewhat, um, how should we say, somewhat useful and constructive. So, where to start? Um, so I actually was quite looking forward to this book uh, maybe not for the right reasons but anyway so I'd seen The Hours the film which is based on The Hours by Michael Cunningham the book and in The Hours you have this like parallel there's basically like three strands of narrative one is a kind of someone living a similar life to Mrs. Dalloway in the 21st century one person being a housewife in the 50s, reading Mrs. Dalloway, and the third being Virginia Woolf, uh, part of her own life. And I really liked the film, so I was really looking forward to actually reading this book that I'd, you know, kind of uh, indirectly known about and thought I at least knew a little bit about, um, based on having seen that film. Uh, so I went in this with not exactly great expectations. That would maybe be a bit extreme. But I was uh, looking forward to reading it. And uh, I mean, the, the, the brief version is I just found it incredibly boring. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why anyone would really want to read this. Um, on the back, Michael Cunningham who wrote The Hours, which I just talked about, says, there's a quote of him saying, one of the most moving revolutionary artworks of the 20th century. And what really strikes me about that quote is the word moving, because I found absolutely nothing moving about this book at all. Maybe I should briefly, very briefly point out the plot. So Mrs. Dalloway is, let's say, a socialite, and she's organizing a party. And the book supposedly focuses mainly on her, um, the day when she kind of goes about and tries to prepare the party, just organize various things around this. Um, at the same time, there's a second strand, which is, what's his name, Warren Smith or something, this other character who just came back, or I don't know whether he just came back from war, but he came back from war and is shell-shocked. And I think he has PTSD or something like that. And he ends up uh, killing himself. And then when Mrs. Delaware actually gives her party, she finds out about the suicide. That's kind of how these two strands of narrative are connected. Uh, but Mrs. Mrs. Dalloway and Warren Smith, if that's his name, never meet throughout the book. Mrs. Dalloway only hears about him later on. So that was my, 
I think maybe the main problem with this book that all of my expectations were somewhat uh, not undermined, but they were definitely weren't fulfilled, and I think usually in a negative way. So the first thing is that it, the book is called Miss Delaway, and everyone says this is about her day. That's kind of all the stuff I heard about it before. But she isn't really in the book that much, to be honest. What kind of happens is you start off with Mrs. Delaway, and then she talks to someone, and then the narrative has very kind of stream of consciousness kind of style. So you, you're in one person's stream of consciousness, and then that person talks to another person, and then you kind of move to the next person's stream of consciousness. So you have this kind of constant flowing between people. In principle, that sounds great, actually. I really like the idea of that. I really like the films of people like Paul Thomas Anderson, for example. If you look at Magnolia, you often have something very similar, or the beginning of Boogie Nights, also by Paul Thomas Anderson, where you have this kind of, the camera follows one person who meets another person, and then in the same thing, it's like, uh, like if you have a relay race where you give on the baton. It's a bit like that, where one person gives the baton of narrative, in a way, to the next person. So in principle, I think this sounds all really cool, but I just find it, and I, it, yeah, but I just find it really boring. It's, um, everything seems so mundane. And the weird thing is, I this is the kind of stuff that I think I should in theory like, because I like stories that focus about normal life. I'm not a huge fan of fantasy stories or these stories that have these huge uh, dramatic scenes or whatever. I, I usually like these kind of scenes of everyday life, uh, the thoughts of real people in the real world, so to speak. But somehow here, this seemed to me like a very bad version of that. Um, and this maybe relates slightly to the second expectation I had, uh, which was not fulfilled, which was, I always had, so this is the first book of Virginia Woolf I read, and I always thought of her, or I thought the perception of her was as a um, early feminist writer. Um, I think she wrote this, I think it's an essay called A Room of One's Own, um, which I haven't read, but I've heard it's a part of important feminist literature maybe that's the word so i somehow expected a book about mrs dalloway and so i somehow expected this book which is called mrs dalloway which focuses on a woman and which starts with the famous sentence mrs dalloway said she would buy the flowers herself so i knew about that first sentence and i assumed that this meant mrs dalloway would be some sort of uh, modern woman maybe ahead of her time or something like that but that's totally not the case as far as I read the novel. It seems to me Mrs. Dalloway is precisely the negative stereotype that people may have of women in the time. So she she wants to organize this party, this social event, and she only cares about what other people think of her. Um, it's, it's all about making an, or creating an appearance, making sure people like you. It's all just... Her, her thoughts are constantly filled with gossip about other people. There's nothing, you know, I somehow expected, maybe this is just a completely false expectation. Um, I mean, it is a completely false expectation, but I somehow expected Mrs. Dalloway to not be this negative stereotype of a woman that I assume people had in the, uh, let's say, early to mid 20th century. 
Um, but at least the way I read that book, all she really cares about is the perception of others and gossip. Um, and making pretty things, like buying flowers and these things. Um, again, this doesn't mean this isn't really a reason for not liking the book, but is it again? it's again something that I just found at least confusing. And I, I guess I kind of expected the entire time for her to actually do something interesting. Uh, or maybe have at least an interesting thought, but it just constantly focuses around. She wants to have a nice party and impress people. Um, I did kind of like the parts with uh, Warren Smith. Those I did find at least emotionally somewhat interesting. Um, but yeah. One other thing that I found kind of interesting is that um, one of the introductions mentions that, uh, so I have the vintage classics edition, and this comes with a few introductions, all of which are basically just say how great this book is without really telling you anything interesting. But I'll just tell you how great the book and how great Virginia Woolf is. But one thing I did find kind of interesting is that in the beginning of so Carol Ann Duffy on Mrs. Dalloway is one of the prefaces, and it mentions that um, Virginia Woolf had read Ulysses by James Joyce, um, and that Mrs. Dalloway was kind of written in the aftermath of her having read that book. Now, I don't think, if I think if I remember correctly, Virginia Woolf didn't actually like Ulysses particularly, but I think she liked the general approach. And what's interesting to me is that when I, so I don't really read prefaces to books at all, because I usually want to read the book completely open-minded without someone telling me something about the book. Uh, so I didn't read the preface, but, uh, or preface, however you say the word, um, but around 50 pages in or something, when I really started getting pretty bored with the book, I thought this book suffers from the same problems that I have reading Ulysses. Um, namely, it starts off kind of interesting, the language can be nice and poetic and interesting, but after a while it just gets incredibly boring and tiresome. Um, so it was interesting to me that this kind of, I, I didn't think, I didn't really know exactly when Mrs. Daly was even written. Um, I mean, I guess I knew vaguely it was written around the time of Ulysses, but um, I didn't know that uh, it was, in a sense, almost inspired to some extent by Ulysses. But it was interesting to me that um, I immediately saw this parallel and um, in in a negative way in this case. So Ulysses is a book I didn't finish because after, I think it, I, th I liked the beginning, the first 50 pages or so, and then I thought it just got more and more boring. Um until I just couldn't imagine reading like another 600 pages of it. And I mean, Mrs. Dalloway's 170 pages, so I managed to finish it, but um, I didn't enjoy doing that. I think one thing I will say though for Mrs. Dalloway and also for Ulysses in that sense is that I could imagine that this is a book that gets a lot more enjoyable once you actually have read it once or twice. Um, I think one slight problem I had is that I, in the beginning especially, Virginia, uh, in the beginning especially, Mrs. Dalloway thinks about all these people she knows and who might come to the party and that kind of stuff. 
and I try to like memorize these names so I don't forget them later if they come back and that kind of stuff. A lot of the people don't come back later or not that important to remember them anyway. Um, but I think that maybe I, I could imagine that if you actually know the book very well and you know all the characters, then this kind of poetic reading of someone's stream of consciousness can be a lot more interesting and you can kind of just like fall into it and more naturally um, in a way flow through the book which I didn't quite have to that extent because I was always trying to remember who all these people were who came up um, yeah so as I said my, my, my criticism of this book isn't really particularly constructive or nuanced I just found it very very boring um, I didn't find it moving I don't really understand how you would find it moving or what exactly you would find about it moving um, although as I said with a caveat I could imagine if you go through the work and effort and read this twice I could imagine the third time and thereafter becomes more interesting so yeah that's my review of Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. Uh, maybe one, actually, one last thing about this is that one thing I find kind of interesting is that a lot of this writing style that I don't like, the kind of stream of consciousness that's, um, that Woolf uses in Mrs. Dalloway and that Joyce uses in Ulysses, interestingly, I don't really like reading it, but somehow in the fiction that I've written, it somehow happens quite a bit too which is kind of a weird thing when you realize the thing you're doing is something you're kind of actively annoyed by. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how to reconcile those two notions. Um, but I guess in some sense, I want to, yeah. I can kind of, yeah, maybe I can actually kind of see how you would enjoy Mrs. Dalloway. It's just, for me, it just wasn't the right book. I couldn't really get anything out of it. And I was very glad when I was finished reading it. Anyway, so now this is finally my review of Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. I hope you found it interesting. And hope to see you back again next time. <laughs>